Hey there, I'm super happy you're here. You're listening to a podcast about stuff, and it's starting right now. Welcome to the Simple Midwest. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Simple Midwest, episode three. My name is Luke Carmichael, I'm your host, and today is a very special day. We have our first guest on the podcast. Let me introduce him. His beautiful name is Zach Taylor. Welcome, That's a Zach. Good name. Thank you. I'm simple, man. I'm so happy you're here, dude. This is great. I'm uh, I'm excited to be on a podcast. I'm excited for you to be on a podcast. I feel kind of naked because I'm not wearing headphones, but yeah, I think these are recordings. We're something. just hearing each other's real voices. Yeah, our real voices. It's kind of scary. Yeah, it is kind of scary. It's kind of scary. And we have a camera here chilling with us. So it's just me and Zach in my basement talking to each other about stuff. It's going to be a good time. So as you all know, this podcast is new and we kind of just been talking about random stuff the last two weeks. So today I just thought I'd bring on one of my favorite childhood friends who's now my adult friend. And we're going to talk about how we met. He's a musician, a very talented musician. So we're going to talk a little about music. And then one of our favorite things that we shared as kids was we loved Viva La Bam. We loved, mm. we loved Jackass. We loved yeah. all those kinds of things. So we're going it's to talk like, about that. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So anyways, let's get into it. Zach, Yes. introduce yourself. Tell me about you. I'm Zach. I share a name with a president, Zachary Taylor, which is... The coolest thing about me. That's awesome. I didn't... I probably should know that there was a president. No, you shouldn't. He's like the... Let's see. He was probably like the 13th or 12th or something like that early on. But he only served for like a minute because he died in office like eating berries. Oh. And they were dirty. Dirty berries? Yeah. <laughs> he died, Did he die from the berries? Yeah. He got like poisoned. Oh my gosh. Because they were dirty. Wow. So... Okay, That's so... the legacy of Zachary Taylor. Well, we'll remember you as the president who died to the bad berries. That's right. Cool. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me what you like to do. Yeah. If you're married to anyone, if you have any kids, if you... I am married to someone. Um, I'm married to a beautiful lady named Lauren, and we have a daughter on the way, which Ooh. we're super excited about. Come uh, May, she'll woo. be here. We'll have, to, we'll have to get her on the podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> she's a talker i mean i can already tell um and uh yeah that's my life i have dogs um i love music i i work at a church part-time and i do the music for the church but you know that yeah me and zach actually work together at the church which is super fun yeah we sit next so i do video and he does audio and we sit about what two feet from each other yeah so sometimes I'm like blaring music or blaring a video that I'm editing and Zach's like making a song. It's yeah. not ideal, but it is fun. It is fun. Yeah. It's like a balance of who can be louder, like which project is most important. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. that person will get to use volume and the other one will go to headphones and yeah. be constrained to to that and the best part is we somehow know which person's thing is important some days i'll get the headphones out and some days you'll get the (laughs) headphones out it just depends who does it first right that's awesome well cool well i'm super happy you're here i think we should tell the story about how we met first so people know get some context to how we know each other like yes honestly if you're listening right now you probably have no freaking clue who either of us are maybe maybe you know us maybe you know zach maybe you don't know me Maybe. So let's give you some context about our really interesting lives. Context. Uh, all right. So what year was it? I, it was in seventh grade. Yeah. We were in seventh grade in 2005, maybe. Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah. I think. Because 2000, 2001 was 9-11. <laughs> right. So I was in third grade. Yeah. So 2002 would have been fourth grade. 2003 would have been fifth grade so 2005 yeah all right it was whenever i got ahead of you yeah it was whenever fallout boy was big my chemical romance they they had just released uh sugar we're going down yes yes do you remember 
let me ask if you remember this when people would like say friction or whatever and rub their le- like rub their leg on each other i don't think you so <laughs> i must have missed that it was at jackson really yeah so in 2005 we were what 12 13 yeah we're something kids like that. uh i went to jackson middle school which is a school in you know ohio yeah. grove city ohio Everybody they call it, it the prison the pr- around town because it looks like a prison from the outside it does kind of look like a prison and we both went there and uh i don't know how like honestly don't know how we actually met because i i only had one friend so in in, in, in seventh grade i wore i had really long hair and i wore really tight pants and i was a skater oh yeah skater and I had one friend because he had a locker underneath me. His name was Cody Cash. Mm-hmm. And he also was like a punk, kind of like I wasn't actually a punk. I just looked like one. Yeah. I don't. He also wasn't a punk either. No. He just looked like he had like wore them big. We pants. all we all just tried to look like punks for some reason. But we weren't like no. we were like the good kids. Like we would pray before we <laughs> ate lunch <laughs> at the lunch table. Yeah. All of us. That was. That was. Uh... That was our thing, you and me. <laughs> yes. So, I don't. I don't know if you remember, but I don't remember actually meeting you. Do you remember? No. It's funny that you mentioned Cody because um, it was probably through him. Was what I was going to guess. Mm-hmm. Somehow through like a birthday party that he had. He always had some ball and birthday parties because he was like the gamer. Mm-hmm. So it was always fun to go over there and play a bunch of video games and hang out and eat pizza and stuff. Those were those were the good days. Those were those were uh, days that shaped who I am. Yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, I feel you. But yeah, I remember. I just remember us being like at the at the lunch table during lunch. We sat at like the skater table, and I was not a skater. I was a poser, as they call it. <laughs> I was like straight up, like like me and um, uh, Scott. Me and Scott, Scott Joyce. Yeah. I think we were like the posers because we both sat there but hardly knew how to ride a skateboard. But I guess we thought that was cool. So that's where that's where we sat for lunch. But yeah, I remember uh, your long hair and your tight pants. And it was before people wore skinny jeans regularly. Oh, so yeah. you were like the one dude wearing skinny jeans. And I'm sure you loved, loved those Oh, I days hated it. Getting... I, got, I got made fun of all the time because there's a couple there's a bunch of middle schools in grove city and jackson was known for like having a bunch of like athletes and jocks and Mm -hmm. you know i don't all little preps preps, that's what it was we'll tell the story about when you went undercover (laughs) prep too but the preps anyways Uh (laughs) we every day dudes would make fun of my pants man and then i actually transferred like the next in seventh grade we went, I went to jackson and they changed like the lines and then mm. in eighth grade i went to brook park at brook park everyone wore tight pants because it was nice. full of the whole school felt like it was a skateboard like yeah the, sounds like Allie's home nice everyone gets to hear Allie come home I hope Allie came home or else we're getting robbed. Uh, we're getting robbed right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we, uh, we, yeah, so I wore tight pants. We were all skateboarders. Andy Bennett was the best skater. He oh, had yeah. a skate park in his backyard. He had a bowl. He had a bowl. Big concrete bowl in his backyard. Which is insane. I remember always dying to go there. I wasn't one of the kids where my mom let me go, like, everywhere I wanted all the time, mm-hmm. whereas other kids could just hang out at all times and you lived in the neighborhood where all the kids lived right metagrove so you probably had friends over all the time but i remember just somehow we all got together you know how it is in in middle school high school whatever your cliques just forms right we were all together in middle school and we loved it was the time of mtv was big you know viva la bam was out Mm -hmm. room raiders was out all the good stuff all mtv (laughs) that was like all i would watch come home after school and turn on mtv because it was like that was my way of rebelling yeah <laughs> like i didn't i didn't go out and like get drunk and smoke cigarettes you know behind the lockers i just watched mtv yeah. and grew my hair out and i tried to like treat my dad like bam treated <laughs> phil but he didn't stand for it i'd get in a lot of trouble I'd be like, oh, i'm sorry sorry i did that yeah so and and then you'd buy the you'd buy all the viva la bam out discs or Dude, like the dvds un uncensored I have all of them and yeah uncensored that's, that's where, where you were. it was at yeah 
because I didn't cuss personally, but to hear other people cuss, hardcore rebellion. Hardcore. You hear other people cuss? <laughs> That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then, so like, I'm a filmmaker now, and I would consider you definitely a filmmaker. I'd call you an indie filmmaker if I was okay. going to call you anything. Yeah. Because you made videos way before I ever made it. Any videos were cared about what videos were. Right. You've been making videos since you were like a little kid. Right. Tell me yeah. about videos. What what you love movies, you love why do you love that stuff? Dude, I don't know. I love I think it probably had to start when I was little because when all my friends like in daycare were watching like Barney, I was watching the Tim Burton Batman movies. And that's probably why I have such a weird like dark sense of humor and stuff because from an early age i watched these dark tim burton movies but i'd have to say that's where it started and like there was this batmobile that was at a grocery store where my dad would work sometimes and i would beg him to take me with him and i would dress as batman and go to that grocery store and like run through the doors to the batmobile to like be batman that's amazing like put the quarter in the machine and (laughs) ride the Batmobile dressed as Batman. I thought I was the stuff. But um I'm also an only child, which probably helped to like having to kind of use my imagination mm-hmm. a little more than just having like a brother to punch in the head <laughs> yeah. and I have to make up a person to punch in the head. <laughs> so, I think um between, you know, seeing cool movies at a really early age mixed with um having to use my imagination more I think that kind of shaped me as like a storyteller in general, whether that comes through like video or songwriting, whatever it is. That's it. (laughs) Dude, that's awesome. Well, you made some funny stuff growing up. Yeah, man. Banana Cannon Pictures. Yes, that's that's his uh, company. Yeah, if you want to say, or him and his friends' company. How did that start? Tell me about that. Tell me about the the shorts. What your favorite short was? Okay. Yeah, this is, I know everyone is dying to know this stuff. Um, This is important stuff in the world, okay? Yeah. Banana cannon, it's going to be big one day. I'll tell you what, there's got to be so many undiscovered talents out there on YouTube because I think we were good storytellers. We didn't know how to work a camera, so all of our videos are garbage, but I think we had actually really good, like, material in the videos, but... um, yeah, we started, man, I started in, I guess, fifth or sixth grade with just like one of those little camcorders, and we would record videos, and we called them Norendo. It was kind of the same thing based on like Jackass. It was like shorts, and they were all titled under this name, which we chose Norendo because it was a made-up word. I don't know how we came up with it. You saying that brings back so many memories of just Norendo. you guys talking about the original Norendo right. that no one knew about mm-hmm. but you guys. And I yep. would always be like, man, because I was never allowed to go to anyone's house, like I said. Right. So, so I never really knew what they were doing. Well, there's only one copy of those, too. It's not yeah. like YouTube where you upload it for the whole world to see. It yeah. was like you film them and then you put them onto the thing and they're recorded onto a VHS tape. Yeah. So anytime we wanted to like rewatch those shorts that we did, I'd have to go to the guy's house who had the tape and pop it in and watch it there. But, um, yeah, we did that in, like, intermediate school, like, fifth, sixth grade. And then when we got to middle school, I don't know how kids do school around the country, but here in Ohio we had an intermediate and then middle school broken up. And, um, yeah, then that's when I met Colin Hopkins, who was uh, monumental in in that gap between, um, you know, intermediate school, middle school videos and watching them on tapes to the next level because Colin and his friends, before we really knew each other very well, they had made a couple videos and put them on YouTube. Whoa, YouTube. And us Norendo fellas in the slums would watch YouTube and see their videos and be like, oh my gosh, we gotta, we gotta hook up with them because, you know, we got we gotta take the next step yeah. and get in front of the world. So we made a video with um, Colin and his dudes who, 
I don't think that they had had like a name like Narendo. I can't remember, but um, it was like the week before our freshman year of high school, we all got together and made a video, and it was this really strange video of like kids on a field trip, and one of them like snapped and started like one by one silently killing off the other one <laughs> in a comedic way. It sounds yeah. so morbid. This is but not like a horror film. It no, was like... it was it was straight comedy. It was like the goofiest video you could ever see. I, I think it's still on YouTube somewhere. I'll have to oh, check. Oh, man. I'll have to look at that. We got to find those. But that was like the first one we did. It was called um, Insane Half Brains. So that was that was weird. But my favorite, I would say, we did a couple years later. We were in high school, and it was called Cool Kids. And it was like a two-part video it was, it was probably like 15 minutes total and golly I love that video it's just like it's about these kids in high school so it was about us and they're not super popular they're into like lair like they go play like the fake you know yeah. swords and stuff yeah. like that and they want to like throw a party mm-hmm. and get everyone in the school to come and like basically rise in the chain of popularity and become cool kids yeah and that was like that was one of the only videos that we made that wasn't like so much like i don't know what we're doing let's put a gun in here and everyone will die (laughs) or there'll be an explosion and that's how we'll end the video it was more like thought out we had witty dialogue um i loved that video Mm -hmm. i need to go watch i need to watch that i should i want to watch all this stuff yeah so that, what did that turn into? So what did, you started on VHS tapes basically, which I know that because we would, we, I filmed like one, I think with these guys and yeah. I don't even know, like it doesn't work anymore because it's on like one of those mini DVDs. It was, or yeah, whatever. it was when they changed from the tapes to DVDs, like the little tiny ones. Yeah. Like the mini DVDs or And whatever. as soon as you record on it, it's, it's simultaneously scratching the disc up. <laughs> so when you go to play it back, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It just... It would like play one frame and then another frame and then it's the end of the video. So we didn't even get to see our creation really. Yeah. We just only have that our makes, memories. That probably makes you jealous, like because kids these days, like every kid wants to be a YouTuber. Or oh sure. And they'll ask because I've been listening to a bunch of Rab himself, who was from Viva La Bam, talking. Right. Uh, he was just talking on a podcast with one of the guys from Too Stupid to Die, which is one of their new shows. Okay. It's like. People Bam or Jackass, but like in 2019. Yeah. And he was saying, the one guy was like, everyone, basically everyone's always like, the kids are like, how did you guys, did you guys have your Viva Bam or CKY videos like on, on like YouTube? I'm like, no, and we don't want them on YouTube now. <laughs> People yeah. are stealing them. They're like, you would get, you'd, only way you could buy them is at underground skate shops. Right. And that's kind of like, how do you feel about that with, like, what would it have been like if you could have been putting all of these videos on YouTube? Like, from the get-go because i remember seeing them on youtube like when youtube started like whenever it was like old and looked junky and people barely used it right i don't know i feel like those those early videos that are on tapes i would be one i would be really embarrassed if they were on youtube because it was the first time we ever had access to a video camera and we made the dumbest you know childish stuff ever um and it wouldn't be funny to anyone, probably even myself at this point. Because <laughs> you were like 11 or 10 year right. old. <laughs> right. But man, the way that media has changed and like inhaling media, you just open YouTube and watch a video. And like if a, if a kid wants to make a YouTube channel, you literally just start it, record yourself on your phone and upload it to YouTube in five minutes. And then they have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. I'm like, I like the idea of being like analog. Like when I'm making music, I want like an analog board in front of me with, you know, analog knobs that I can twist and turn all the stuff and move the faders. Mm -hmm. And part of me feels that way about like those old videos too. Like they were ours. And if you wanted to see them, then you'd have to, get permission from us like we'd have to give you the tape mm-hmm. i remember when we came out with we did like norendo that was the first tape yeah and then like a year later we did norendo 2 
which was like three hours long, mm-hmm. if you remember. Yeah. I, I think we watched that yeah. at Cody Cash's yeah, house. Yeah, it was three hours long. <laughs> Cody Cash might still have that tape. We should find out. I think he's the last one that I need to get in touch with him. Cause he's a little different than he was in high in middle school. Yeah. So we might have to find him. I haven't talked to him, but I think he's the last person that had the tape because I remember watching it over there once. But um, and then the third one we came out with was called Crazy Nights of McCheeseport, <laughs> and Col- the the wonderful genius Colin Randall came up with that Crazy Nights of McCheeseport, and. It was ridiculous. It was the same thing. It was just shorts all compiled into one tape. But I remember we like put, you know, we put time behind like after we made it, we like hyped it up, like told all of our friends like, hey, we finished Crazy Nights of McCheeseport. You got to watch it. And it became like this event like people would, you know, our friends from school, we'd all get together and watch this tape. And it was hilarious because we all knew each other. And uh, I remember me and Colin rode our bikes to Blockbuster when that was still a thing. And we went in and he was like, do you guys have crazy nights at McCheeseport? <laughs> like trying to somehow like weasel our way into getting the tape in Blockbuster. Yeah. Like yeah. so people could rent crazy nights at McCheeseport and be like, what is this? And That's take it amazing. out and throw it in the trash. <laughs> it's like those, it's like in all, on all that when, when they would do those skits where the people would go to that fake blockbuster do you oh, remember yeah. what i'm talking about i do remember that oh my gosh <laughs> and he'd be like i ordered like uh rugrats or something and this isn't rugrats and like oh no they were like they're like from a different they're like right. oh no that's um bug rats right there's bugs and it's just like a video of them <laughs> it'd be I like something like that. that that's awesome all that's coming back. I heard about that. My dad, my dad just texted me like <laughs> yesterday, two days ago. I was like, out of the blue. Hey, did you know all that's coming back? Yeah, man. It's funny that our parents like listened to all the dumb things that we were into as kids. Yeah. Because now that we're out of the house, they're like, oh, what do we do? All that is back. That brings what? me back. Why are you telling me about all that? Because my dad likes to watch Netflix, so he's probably just chilling yeah. and saw it on there. It's probably going to be on Netflix. Well, no, he said Nick's bringing it back. So yeah. they're just trying to figure out how to do something, I we'll guess. We'll see. But so, all right, so you did all that. You were a filmmaker. You made all kinds of cool videos all the way up until, like, when's the last time you made one? Not long ago. We made one maybe a year ago. Okay. Maybe a little over a year ago. Yeah. And surprisingly, I, I as close of friends as I am with Zach, I've never, I've literally only been in one of the videos i've never helped any with any of them yeah because i don't they don't like me i'm just kidding it's not that it's I'm probably because you went to brook park i was it's because i went to brook park there was a separation yeah i went to brook park and then they didn't like me because i smelled funny <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no like i said it was always like i was busy playing soccer or in college or that's what my mom didn't let me go or if you're listening to this mom i'm just i'm not saying that you didn't let me go anywhere it's just Maybe it was a first kid thing. I don't know. Yeah. And <laughs> that makes sense. And uh, I want to help make one so bad eventually. Yeah. Like really bad. Like we, we could use this camera. Let's do it. <laughs> we just got the stars have to align. That's yeah. why we have to we all be available. Because you right. have all your friends that are part of this. It's not just Zach. Like, right. He's got a bunch of dudes that are hilarious that make this happen. Right. And they're all over the place now. And they have careers like Adam, who I think is the funniest dude I've ever known. And he is a pharmacist. Yeah, you would never time. know. <laughs> and what wasted opportunity, you know. <laughs> he could have been anything. And he chose to be a pharmacist. It's a real shame. Adam, it's a shame. I hope you're listening, Adam. You should have been on the in the movies. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Pharmacy, come on. Come on. But uh, yeah, the last time we made one over a year ago, whenever it was, it was literally just like Christmas break or something and everyone was home visiting family because Colin lives in New York, Eli, one of our other friends, he lives in Detroit, so everyone's just scattered. So the stars have to perfectly align and when they do, oh, I can't even imagine. We're going to make something crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's always unscripted. We're going to get abs from laughing so hard. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a nine pack. Nine pack. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be one extra one. That's sick. So let's. So that was a fun part of childhood. I always remember that 
kind of time because you made me laugh constantly because Zach's a really funny person. Like, you guys understand how funny he is. And at the same time that we would hang out, I feel like Zach always had a guitar in his hand. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what, I'd be playing video games, we'd be watching a movie. He'd always have a guitar in his hand just playing music. And I was always blown away because the dude, like, taught himself how to do all this stuff. So tell me about what got you into music. And then also we'll talk about, so I don't know if any of you have heard of this band, but there's a band called Fever Fever. And Zach's a part of that band. He's a, he's a, right. he's a member or whatever you call bands. Oh, yeah. So I'm a member. <laughs> tell, me what, tell me about music. And music's music. interesting to me because I, I have a different view of music, but I want to hear what it's like in a, the brain of an actual musician. Yeah. Well, where to begin? I know where to begin. There's an old Disney Channel original movie called Xenon. <laughs> no, Girl of the 21st Century. You're familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, of course okay. I am. So zoom, the, zoom, 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 zoom. That's it. My earliest memory of like a rock star persona was that movie would play um, on TV just at random times. I would I would catch it, you know, somewhere in the middle, and I'd think, yes, Xenon. And my mom had this, like, old wooden antique paddle that, like, hung on the wall in the kitchen. And when we'd get to the end of that movie, when What's-His-Name does the concert, I don't know what that guy's name was. I don't was. know. I just know he, he had, had spiky, spiky hair. Spiky, blonde And, like, tips. a long, Silvery. like, overcoat. Yeah. And he put on the concert and sang Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. I would run in and grab that paddle off the wall, and I'd go back into the room where the tv was and jump on the couch and i would pretend to play the paddle like a guitar like i was that guy doing zoom 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 and i would like do all of his motions and uh i had a friend over once and he wasn't as weird as me Mm -hmm. so he was just like trying to like play with legos or something that a normal boy would do and i was trying to do the rock concert and i actually yelled at him i was like you got to take this seriously like if we're gonna if we're gonna be good, you gotta take this seriously. Like I was mad that he wasn't yeah. performing with me. Um and I've always been that way for some reason. Even when we make stupid videos or whatever, us there's still a part of me that's like, Alright guys, come on, come on. <laughs> Next come on. shot. Don't nope, do that again. Do it over. You did it wrong. When everyone else is just like having fun. <laughs> there's a part of me that comes out that's very like dictator directorial. That's like, nope cut do it again but um that would be my earliest memory of music um flash forward probably like middle school um, my friend matt papik he was really into music like alternative rock and stuff and i grew up kind of in the hood a little bit and all of my neighbors introduced me to like eminem and outcast and i think before i met matt that was kind of what I listened to was like rap, um, pop. So Matt introduced me to this whole new world of music. Um, he showed me like green day and red hot chili peppers and system of a down. Mm. They were my favorite for a long time. Um, and kind of him and me together started like writing goofy songs, um, like song lyrics, And then we kind of learned to play guitar around the same time, you know, lessons here and there and teaching ourselves. He has a really good ear for music. So um, from that, I also started playing in my church's like youth band. Um, My youth pastor got me involved in that as a way to keep me coming to youth group. Um, And that, that was like, that was my first like exposure to like playing with a band was just like playing in in the youth band and um the guys that i played with in that band we said we should make a rock band like i think any any kid growing up that played any instrument ever probably you know had dreams to do like let's make a rock band can't be that hard we'll go on the road So, oh, I dreamed about it. I'd have dreams that I was like the lead singer, right? Band, the screamer never happened. Yeah, this, uh, that's one hundred percent true. Like <laughs> you love a, a metal concert at a middle school, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, it's perfect." <laughs> no, everybody'd be disgusted, right? But uh, 
yeah, we started making music together and wrote like original songs. And um, that was called Permeation. We started that in like, uh, you know, my sophomore year or something. Mm -hmm. And um, I still to this day kind of use that as like my outlet for like solo, you know, rocking music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's where it started. And man, I just fell in love with music and didn't mm-hmm. didn't stop playing music, whether it was in a band or by myself with an acoustic in my little two track recorder. I loved writing music and I loved recording it. So I don't uh, I don't foresee ever not making music, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Till till I die or my fingers fall off. Yeah. Well, you're great at music. So you're you you've got to witness both sides. You've got to what witness like the secular side of being in a band that travels all across the country and yeah. is popular and has songs in airplanes and right. songs that are all over the radio, as well as the non secular side of working in a church. And if you don't if you're a listener and you don't know what secular is and non secular, I think it's just a term for the world of non-Christianity and the world of Christianity. Yeah. It's got to be a Christian term yeah, because it's, it's anything that's not Christian music. Yeah. It's anything that's not religious, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so he's got to be in the world of non-religious music, and he's also got to be in the world of working at a church because you currently work at a church and you right. are the leader of our band. Yeah. So you've got to see both sides. Tell me about what it's like to be in this in the secular world, like the world of just traveling basically tell me about fever fever yeah i know that's i'm always really impressed because you're in a good band like it's a sweet yeah, band thank with you great music so thank tell you. me about it i love the music too i'll i listen to it like i don't know if that's not what you're supposed to do like if you have a band you're not supposed to listen to your own music but i'll listen to it every now and then i'll like pull up some old songs and listen to them and that's cool because you get to hear them and you also know like the story behind the song and you know the experience of recording the song lots of cool stuff like that so i'm a fan of fever fever as well as the drummer but um as far as the the differential between secular and christian i think we kind of blurred the lines um and i want to say we did that better than a lot of christian rock bands did because we played we played wherever people would have us. We didn't like just play at youth groups, you know, which we did. We played our fair share of youth groups. But we'd play in bars, we'd play in, you know, random venues or coffee houses or like house shows in the middle of like a, you know, college party. So we played anywhere and that was kind of our goal. Our goal was never to be like secluded into Christian circles. Mhm. Because basically as Christians, I'm, I'm a believer. And as a, as a Christian, that's not what we're called to do is to just hide from the world yeah. and be in our Christian circles like weird youth group kids. So I think collectively all of us as we were traveling, that was kind of our intention was to, to show secular areas what having love like Jesus was actually about. So sorry, I didn't mean to turn it into I love this keep going but keep going um this is what I want to hear yeah that was that was always a cool experience to be able to go into like bars and play shows and then have people come up and talk to us afterwards and be like that was awesome and get to just tell them our story Mm. and um we had really cool really cool experiences doing that all over the country yeah all over a couple countries we went into Mexico couple times that's awesome yeah sweet well you are a really incredible musician and i'm very thankful that i know you i like to brag about you to people so wow hopefully that doesn't bother you i i brag about people or no i don't brag about people i brag about you to people don't do that i do nothing to brag about i do i'm just a guy i just said i just said the other day and i i honestly don't remember who i was talking to now i do after I said that, it was someone I work with at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I told them that, like, your company ALC is honestly like the best in Columbus. Oh, thank you. So, and I, I mean it. I don't think it was someone looking for a wedding videographer. 
I don't know how it came up. Just video. But I still, somehow. I just talk about you whenever oh, I can. Thanks. I'm like your grandma. Dude, you're my favorite grandma. <laughs> thanks. I think I'd be a good grandma. You're the prettiest grandma too. I'll tell you what. Thanks. You're, and look at those dimples. Everybody, yep. look at him. Everyone loves the dimples. They're beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy you're here. Let's. So we're we're winding down on time. Let's chat a little bit. I wanted to chat really bad a little bit about one of the shows that we bonded. Like one of the reasons I think we originally bonded, which was the show Viva La Bam. That's right. We watched that show together all the time. We talked about that show. All the, it it got us into wanting to play video games with skateboarding, like Tony Hawk's Underground Two. Mm. We played that because Bam stuff. was in it. American Wasteland. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, Zach got American Wasteland before me, and I'll, I remember. It, I still remember this day at lunch asking him about it every day because I knew I was going <laughs> to get it for my birthday. Right. And I would sit there and ask him, like, "Hey, tell me, tell me what it's like when you like go in between those zones." <laughs> that, that it was like the first one where there was no loading zones. I was like, "Tell me about." Yeah, when, that was crazy. Yeah. You just go from one city <laughs> yeah. to the next, and it doesn't go to a loading screen. Yeah. So <laughs> we loved Viva Bam. Like Zach can do a Don Vio impression like no other. He can do Bam impressions. Like we we would watch Viva Bam like it was no one's business. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> he got no tiddly, just double. Can't take no hammer there, hammer some spec to grow it out of the ground. Are you nuts? That was Don Vito. Pistachio. Pistachio. Uh, Pistachio ice cream. I. Uh, you told me when you asked me if I want to do the podcast. You told me that you wanted me to do impressions, and that made me really nervous. Because whenever someone tells me to do an impression that I'm good at, the pressure's on, oh, and yeah. I cannot do the impression. It's it's like the worst impression you've ever heard. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, sorry, everyone. I thought he I thought he was did good. a good impression. He's a joke." Zach's so good at impressions. That's why I haven't said anything yet. Because you had said you'd be nervous. Yeah. Like so good at impressions. Like impressions of our friends, impressions of famous people, impressions of anyone. Like, it's impressive. Yeah. Like, he just did Don Vito. He, the Don Vito <laughs> one's funny because he always did Don Vito, and I would die laughing. Like, for hours I could laugh because he'd be doing Don right. Vito. Like, it was no one's business. Because Don Vito, like, in Viva La Bam, when, and if you've never watched this or you're a kid or well, – I don't know why a kid would be listening to this, but if you are, you don't know that Don Vito is ridiculous. He's dead now. He was a horrible person, so it's not yeah. – we're not going to say rest in peace Don Vito. He wasn't – probably not – yeah. Didn't he go to jail for like sexually assaulting a girl or yeah, something, something like that? Like that. Yeah, I don't so know the whole story. I'm not but... gonna recommend Don Vito to anyone. <laughs> but he he was a gross, fat old dude who was Bam's uncle yeah. that they made fun of and he was always the punchline yeah. in Bam's jokes. What he, yeah. he destroyed like twelve of his cars <laughs> yeah. or something. Kept having to buy new cars and, and he would destroy them. Yeah, and whenever he would start yelling and getting crazy, they would put subtitles for what he was saying. <laughs> but eventually the subtitles would just be like, just random. Yobel Hibley, Abadi dude. Yeah. he, like, the person writing the subtitles is like, I have no idea what he's saying. So they just typed out what they heard. Yeah. I loved it. I think that that show was like, so... I, why I I want to ask why you liked it. I'm gonna give you my reason why I liked it. I I don't know why I liked it so much because I was like a clean cut kid. I I was scared to cuss. I didn't want to yeah. like go jump off stuff. I skateboarded, but I was pretty careful about how I skateboarded. My mom used to make me wear a helmet. I was right. a helmet kid, and helmet kid. Yeah, and like, but I loved that show. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Man, about, I th- what it was about Bam. Like, right, I think. For me, at least, like I said earlier, like I wasn't rebellious. I wasn't a rebellious kid. I was, I was always like, you know, by the books and raised in church. And um, my parents, my parents raised me really well. And Bam Margera, growing up for our generation, he was like that outlet. He was like, you know, your clean cut, you know sit down in front of the couch and turn on Viva La Bam. And vicariously, you can live all of that rambunctious nonsense through Bam. Mm -hmm. So you can just like go into his shoes for 30 minutes every episode and watch him, you know, beat up his dad, punch him and and everything and put meat in his toothpaste, watch him brush his teeth with meat. Put hamburgers on all shirts. Right. All this stuff like this and skate without a helmet 
I bet that was probably pretty cool for you. Yeah, skating without a helmet, skating like with your friends yeah. without any parents around. And like, because we were like it. kids when this was out, right. we weren't like allowed to do stuff by ourselves. Yeah, well, you probably were, but not really. We were probably like, not much more than you. Yeah, it was like we could hang out with our friends outside, but these dudes were like traveling, going to Skatopia. Yeah, know, the two uh, the spring break episodes, like all that kind of stuff. Right. And they would just go find cool places to skate across the world. Yeah. I thought that was always really cool. Like, they're skating in Brazil, mm-hmm. and they'd go to, you know, this and that. What's that place that's like a dump? That was Skatopia. That Skatopia? It's, like, disgusting. and Yeah, people, like, die there. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, and that's close to Ohio, I'm pretty sure. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's still a place, but it's close to Ohio. I was going to say... Like, I miss the culture of what skateboarding and, like, that cult. Like, that stuff was bad, but it was also, like, not as raunchy as stuff would probably be now. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. stuff was cussed at, blurred out, and there was pretty messed up stuff, but it was also, like, that was exactly what you said I think is why I liked it, because I knew I wasn't supposed to do bad stuff, and I didn't want to do bad stuff. Yeah. But I liked being, like, I liked to watch the show, because it was like, ooh, I'm a bad boy for yeah. 30 minutes. Exactly. And then we fake do stuff like pretend to be bam and skate around i don't know i would always I think... pretend to be bam i even talked like bam yeah you were good at talking like grew me. my hair out and i got bam's shoes yeah oh that man, had the heart of bam, bam that he stole i remember those yeah <laughs> bam bam is like no that documentary that. yeah bam ha- has a heartogram that's like his logo it's actually him's logo he thought it was cool, so he stole. Like he started using it on his stuff, but he was more popular than him. Right. So then everyone used it for Bam, but it was actually. I can't. I can't imagine. I guess they're friends, like him and the singer mm-hmm. Billy Vallow. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. In that but... documentary, that's what. So Bam's alcoholic, and a lot of the reasoning his mom thinks is because of the lead singer of him, because he just drinks constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's easy to do with that lifestyle. Yeah, that's the funny part is. I think the way that we did it was good because we watched that show and we liked it and it was great and it was like edgy for the time, but we just kept being like normal people instead of that. Right. And I've like been listening to these podcasts and watching like half, like these dudes are either dead or they were alcoholics and they're finally like sobering up or they're right. on feeding bags because their junk doesn't work because they got hit in the ball so many times, like all, <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff crazy stuff or they're like half of them are, were like super addicted to drugs while we were watching that show yeah and we just didn't know it because we didn't know what drugs were oh my gosh <laughs> it probably going back and watching those episodes it'll probably make me sad because you realize how messed up they all are yes but yeah i feel like they took one for the team they, they did that for us they did that for us so we didn't have to yeah <laughs> yeah what a time what a time to be alive so yeah we had a good we've had a good friendship and basically we just stayed connected throughout life and now we work together yeah and make stuff together which is sweet and now we're talking on a podcast together it's really interesting how life works Mm -hmm. because we knew each other in middle school stayed close in high school kind of drifted apart in the college days, you went to Muskingum, and I started traveling with a band. But then, you had your radio show, and you invited oh, our yeah. band to Muskingum. And something weird happened where it was going to be outside at a thing, and then it wasn't. And there was like you and one other person there. Yeah. And we just we played our hearts out. You did for you with and no one mics. Other person, yeah, no mics, no sound system. Just up there with a impromptu acoustic concert and then we left that was the first show of our tour and i remember we got up van tour after that yeah we had to drive to our our like host home that was in another state after that and we're just like all right let's do this tour (laughs) start off with a total of five people start off with a banger of (laughs) us game university what a place can only go down from here oh yeah (laughs) i'm sure it got really much better yeah i remember that being a pretty cool tour I think we went out to like New England. Oh, that's awesome. Played a bunch of cool shows out there. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to finish this with one last story. And I want to talk about the time in seventh grade when you went undercover as a prep. Oh, for sure. I want you to tell that story. That's the good stuff. Oh, man. Talk about Exanga. That story. (laughs) Zanga or Exanga. 
however you pronounce it. I wasn't a Zanga. I was a Zanga. Okay. Zanga was. What was your username, real quick? I don't know. Mine was LucasCool24. Man, I think for as long as I've had any sort of online profile, it's been some form of ZW Taylor. Yeah. From what I can recall, I could be wrong. I am wrong. I think it was Zach Attack. Zach Attack. Yeah. I think it was Zach Attack with an exclamation point. I think that might be right. That kind of sounds familiar. I think that Did you was have it. a Volcom background? Because that's what I had. I changed it a lot. Okay. Like weekly. Yeah. <laughs> like my my uh, layout. Yeah. That's what they called it. At I think they were layouts. We were. They were like. They're like CCS or it's coding. coding that yeah. we, we were like copy and pasting. I was Morpheus the- from the Matrix. I got to go in and and write code and make my website. <laughs> but yeah, I made that like like how like modern day you know social media workers like schedule out their posts and everything. Like, yeah. I was I was already looking at the next week's layout, what it was going to be. I was I was doing my research through the internet, and going that one's cool. I'm using that one next, and I'd have the code ready to copy and paste into my into my coding for my next layout. But anyways, what was the question? The question. Oh, when you decided prep. to go undercover, undercover as a because it was like preps versus skaters in middle school. Yeah, and preps were kids that wore Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister at the right. time. Right. Right. Yeah, I remember um, I wore, like, strictly um, PacSun because mm-hmm. they sold... Uh, you always wore Curve, too. I always remember you smelling like Curve Club. Yeah. Yeah. They had Curve and Vert. Oh, no, you wore Vert. That's what I meant. Yeah. Vert you might have worn uh, Curve. I think Somebody I got Curve because you had Vert, and I thought it was Curve. Okay. I had the green one. That That's one smelled so good. I, I still I, have that. I, is it still at your house? There's like four pumps left, and I'm just saving it. Saving it for a rainy day. Saving <laughs> it for the for the rainiest of days. I'm going to spray that on and go skateboard. Um, with your BAM shoes on? <laughs> with my BAM your, shoes. Your zero jacket, zero, your zero striped. Yeah, my purple, yeah. purple and black striped one. It had the detachable hood. Yep. Oh, yeah. We both had that same one. That was the Jamie Thomas hood. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Anyways... <laughs> I only wore whatever PacSun's brand was at the time. Um, and then all the all the like more popular, I don't even know. I mean, I think clicks at our school, um, we made up in our minds a little bit. And then they became clicks. Like they didn't have to be. Yeah. There didn't have to be those borders. Because I remember in high school getting along really well with people that were like the popular kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um but for some reason in middle school like we knew our place and we didn't go outside of that place. You didn't talk to you know, the skaters didn't talk to the popular kids. Maybe we'd talk to like a gamer at mm-hmm. the other table. Yeah. If they showered. But they were always the really stinky ones. <laughs> um but I remember we were sitting at our table and one day during lunch sitting at our round skater lunch table and it's off to the side and all the preps sat at the long tables in the middle yeah and i was just like looking over there and i'm thinking like what is what is this like gap in between us that we don't coexist like we're over here they're over there our paths do not cross we do not say hi we pass each other all day in the hallway and we go to class together but we don't speak and i thought um what started out as like just a joke, just being funny, yeah. was my post on Zanga that day. It was like, this Friday, I'm going undercover as a prep. <laughs> and it was like this you big You let thing. everyone know online. Right. <laughs> online, all the people who I'm going undercover to just read that I'm going undercover with them. But I had like, um, I had like an Aeropostale polo. Yeah. And I wore it that day. I wore the collar top. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I sat, I sat at that long table with all the popular kids, and I, I honestly don't remember what happened. I don't remember if they were like, "What are you doing here?" or if they were just like, "Hey," I don't remember. I might have blocked it out in my head because it was too traumatic. Because I was so nervous about it, but I worked it up for sure. You really did. It. I remember being at lunch looking like, "Guys, he's over there. He's over there. He's over there. What do we he, do? What do you think they're talking about? You think he'll ever come back?" <laughs> I see you guys in the hallway the next day, and I'm like, skaters, bunch of losers. Losers, look at those tight pants. Get out of here, you idiot. Yeah. 
but those are those are like the years middle school that's like that's when you decide like if you're going to be a skater or like the popular kid like you decide yeah and then you become that Mm -hmm. throughout high school so those are like important years and I think on some subconscious level that's smarter than I actually am, I was trying to break down those borders between all these different cliques that existed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did it. You broke down some barriers oh, because man. there is no more cliques broke because them. of that There are year. no cliques. 2005, the year at No cliques in the whole world. Nope. Because <laughs> I broke down walls. I didn't build up walls. Take that, <laughs> Donald Trump. Zach. Well, guys, <laughs> do you want to have a political podcast? Yeah, let's talk about who, who, what what you think about politics. Uh, politics, you know, are a necessity of life. Yeah, there's a thing uh, that rhymes with malolix, and it's called politics, and that's like what that. they are. Okay, let's not talk about that anymore. You got it. Well, guys, that's all the time we have. This was a fun first guest episode. I'm like really happy you came on here. Dude, I'm honored to be your first guest. You're the first I guest. I don't know if I'm the most worthy you are. to be first guest. Don't say that. But I love I love this simple Midwest podcast you're doing. Thanks. I've watched your first two episodes and okay. I'm gonna watch this one too and Good. go why did yeah, I Yeah, do Zach doesn't like to see himself, so you're not gonna like it. But I'm gonna love it's it. It's okay. And I'm gonna watch it because I'm yeah. gonna edit it. And then I probably won't watch it after that because I'm living it. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you so much man for coming on we'll have to have you on again absolutely uh, we're just talking about simple stuff and we're in the midwest so we're just gonna keep that rolling i like that and uh, yeah dude if where can people follow you on the internet if they want to or if you want them to follow you on the internet yeah i got like twitter and instagram at zw taylor and um uh my music projects happening um our our band at church um we we strive to be more than just like a church worship band um so we're called covenant music and we have a new single releasing i don't know when this will come out but it's coming out on one day the first of march so this friday i guess um and we're really excited about that it's called black heart um and then um my other band fever fever um feverfever.com you can check out tour dates that aren't in existence right now, but we're not done yet, so. Nope. You ain't done. Sick, be, dude. Be checking in there. Sick. Well, I love you, and I love all you beautiful people who are listening slash watching. Give Zach some love in the comments wherever you're listening slash watching this, and uh, I love all of you. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>